0: Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and leadership development expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you take control of your time and energy and improve your bottom line while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode 64. It's me, Tracy, and I am so happy to be bringing you another incredible conversation with today's guest, Arnaud Sampole of Tapuat, an organization that believes every leader should have the opportunity to choose a direct path toward more harmony and alignment in their lives so they can fulfill their heart vision. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you that we believe Black Lives Matter, love is love no human is illegal, water is life, and women's rights are human rights. If you're struggling or need support, please remember there's no shame in asking for help, even if you don't know what to ask for. Simply telling someone you love and trust that you're struggling is a step in the right direction. It's a great start. Also remember that working with a therapist or reaching out to a trusted friend or family member or member of your community for additional support is an act of bravery and not something to feel shame for. The last couple of years have put more burden on all humans, so please be compassionate and kind with yourself and with others. And that's it. That's the PSA. I firmly believe that if we don't have our health, we are missing the most important piece of the puzzle to our happiness, to our fulfillment, to our success. So please take excellent care of yourself. Now let's talk about today's episode. I so enjoyed talking with Arnault and hearing his insights on leadership and personal growth. Arnaud is a software, finance, and social impact entrepreneur who splits his time between LA and Paris with lots of adventures in between. He shares his philosophy, which is that when we open our hearts, we find harmony and that leadership is all about listening. You won't want to miss when he talks about how an imbalance of masculine and feminine energies can create restrictiveness and that can impact what we can do with our success. And it's just so interesting because when I hear the phrasing of masculine and feminine energies, while I appreciate it, I think it can sound a little bit woo. But this philosophy that Tapuat uses for teaching is really grounded in science and an understanding of how humans function. They, Tapua, teach a heart full method, which helps people tap into the big potential of their hearts. It's just, it's so interesting. So at Tapua, they use a science backed method to help people and businesses focus on the positive aspects of their life that will make them happy, successful, and abundant, and allow them to fulfill their highest potential. Our conversation is just so interesting. It's, it's, It's just too much to even squish into a couple of minutes introduction. So I just want to share one more thing is that Arno is the author of two books. One is a manifesto called I the Book and the other is The Human Project. And I am certain that once you've listened to our conversation, you're going to want to learn more. So make sure you scroll down in the show notes so you can find the links to everything that you need to know and and where to go to find him and learn more. So with this, I know you know what to do. Grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Arno and his amazing journey. Arno, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation.
1: Thank you for having me. That's amazing. Thank you.
0: It's my pleasure. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to share that I know that your favorite color is purple and you're wearing this gorgeous purple scarf and it just, it's doing something energetically. Like there's just this brilliance about you. So I'm so excited to share this conversation and see where it leads us. Before we dive in, I really love to share with our listeners where you are located.
1: Well, I am currently in Paris, France. Uh, I usually travel between the US and Europe, but right now I'm in Paris. I have to have a location, right? So
0: Paris, a home
1: base not a home base I'm really you know I was in Egypt a few weeks ago and then uh, Mexico and so I'm traveling a lot but uh, Paris is a place where I I come off often yes
0: wonderful Hmm. and where do you go in the US like everywhere or
1: Um, mostly LA LA San Francisco yeah that's that's where I usually stand nice stay
0: awesome well, I have I have like eight questions that are piling up, but I'm going to start at the beginning. So, <laughs> so the, be good start. <laughs> my mind is just like racing as, as we kind of warmed up in the green room. I just got really excited to share just what you do and how you do it. But I'd like to start with maybe just if you could give us some background on your journey to being an entrepreneur and what brought you to this place.
1: Yeah, what brought me to this place where now my life purpose is to help one billion people to open their heart to themselves. Well, I guess, you know, I was born like everybody else. And and a few years after when I was 13, I started to really becoming aware of the inner truth that I was holding inside me. And that was more important to me than the truth that was offered out there, right? Mm. And so when that inner space starts to supersede whatever is being shown out there uh, was an important moment for me. More importantly, because I was starting five years old, I was uh, feeling people's mind and their self-negative talk that is uh, so active all the time. At the time, I was labeling it as a bicycle in their heads. But anyway, so 13 years old, that starts me on a journey of understanding who am I? And that was an obsessive question of mine, uh, which led me to get into all the philosophies, the religions, the practices. And, you know, it has been a constant quest for the past uh, three decades, four decades now, and having life as a guide towards myself and teaching me how to live through the heart and throughout that journey we're we're coming together concepts and drawings, that would help me understand in a simple manner, what it is to have that human experience of ours, we all, we all call ourselves I, I don't know why, but that's what happens. And, uh, and we all have a heart and mind, and a, an ego mind. So how does all this thing happens? And how does it balance? And how do we have a better experience of our lives, right? So that was the journey I was on to help myself be reborn to my own heart and every day, slightly uh, open myself further to myself. And uh, so 10 years ago, I, I kind of had a, a life purpose done on me, I decided to help 1 billion people to open their heart to themselves, which is makes me happy and hopefully some people as well. And uh, that's the journey I'm on. And I'm very happy doing it and, and stepping into it. And so now I have that heartful method, which is these collection of charts that I was mentioning earlier, that helps an individual or a company to really rewire themselves, uh, help them to tap into the big potential of their heart, which is way bigger than than their brains. And in a very pragmatic way, it's not a theory, it's not spiritual, it's scientific based as well. And uh, it is based on the life of every day. It's uh, helping me to, and, and the people that are working with me to understand how life talks to us and how we can, I guess, uncork un- ourselves from the, the belief systems or the emotions that are trapped uh, within our unconscious. And it is uh, a method that is brilliant in the sense that it's super simple. And because it is simple, it feels complicated. (laughs) Uh, and, and at the same time, it is something that you acquire for life, uh, to get onto a journey of more and more happiness and balance and love and peace and, and prosperity at the same time, because you're on the path towards your heart's vision. And uh, so you fast track your access to that heart vision, which is, I think, something everybody would like. Yeah. And I can continue on a long time, but I
0: don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, this is, you said you've been doing this for how long? Uh,
1: so, I mean, I've been building up all that for the past 40 years. Yeah. And I've been practicing helping people for the past 20 years.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, probably, yes, about 20 years. And uh, and the heartful method itself is about 20, ten years ago that it was born as okay. as an entity as a as a product, let's say.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I think that you know, in my observation, there has been a shift. I think I think it just happens naturally in time, but it's definitely been happening since I've been noticing maybe the last eight years or so, eight to ten years, and I wonder. If, you know, in COVID times, people were forced to slow down and to sit with themselves and their loved ones, whether they wanted to or not. And I, I wonder if there's more desire for this. Have you seen an uptick in, P- in, uh, in prior oh, reason?
1: Big time uh, mm-hmm. in the business world, it has been quite, quite illustrative. Uh, in, in the, the business sense that, world. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where People are now ready to listen to someone like me talking about the heart and alignment and coherence and harmony, which you know is not very businessy. It's, yeah, which would have
0: been considered very woo woo before. Really, right?
1: Exactly, but yeah. it, it's actually super pragmatic and and very scientific and all that stuff. But uh, now they are open to that and they're ready to attend retreats that we have. Uh, so it's it's really a revolution, I guess. And most likely because, as you were saying, the executives were, and and everybody, right, had that time to reflect and say, okay, there must be something else somewhere. And uh, yeah, they are open now.
0: I love that. And, you know, even, you know, sort of what I would think of sort of like inside the box type institutions, like the Harvard Business Review, for example, and I think Forbes put something out recently too, they're finally starting to Push the narrative of what I think has been a strong pull for quite some time, which is, you know, we need to lead with empathy and with compassion. And we need to drop into our heart center, all the things that we call sort of soft skills of connecting with human beings. And I've never been a fan of that phrasing, soft skills, because I think without this so called soft skill set, it's really difficult to be a leader. And I would actually. Challenge using the term leader with somebody who doesn't have a really nice good set of soft skills Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: i would imagine and i'm curious to hear if this uptick of corporate curiosity and openness if you think it's in response mostly to covid or if it's just that covid sort of like gave people time to stop and really pay attention
1: i mean uh, you have to take that in the bigger context um consciousness as a whole at the you know at society level let's put it that way reached a point where it needed to upgrade itself a little bit so jump make a quantum leap so to speak into a new version of itself Mm -hmm. and covid was whether the the, probably the cause and the consequence of such leap right Uh, and uh, it, it happens that we have Quantum physics and its principles that exist since a hundred years now, and nobody has really taken notice at the society level in the mass consciousness. But we do do have it since a hundred years. That doesn't make sense, right? But now, thanks to COVID and because of it and as a consequence of it, probably we are ready to get to the next level on that front and which is amazing mm-hmm. and at the same time you see quantum computing happening and so and robots etc so you see that consciousness is following also how the technology is growing and to bring about uh it's it's always interdependent right it's a dance so uh, we we are always in a perfect time and uh it's just a matter of i guess taking the train where it is right and 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 ride it as much as we can because we all have in our hands you were talking about leaders we're all leaders of our lives at the very least hopefully if you decide to and that starts with the first conscious choice you can make in your life whether it is just um taking a step out outside of the door or something else and so you lead your life and so as a leader you can choose whether you live through a place of fear or a place of love, uh, expansion or constriction, uh, limitation or abundance, and and etc. 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 So then arises the frameworks or processes that one can learn if one wants to to really accelerate such leadership and uh, and such awareness
0: that's that's beautiful so you have seen more demand from businesses from corporations or or entities that want to come and go to your retreats and do trainings with you are they sending like just their senior leadership are they letting it be like a full staff retreat like what is it what is it so like? i'm just curious like how far this reach is going is what i'm really I mean, getting at
1: if we believe what I just lived, which is uh, uh, that retreat on the Nile with 60 changemakers, mm. we're talking all the, the whole companies. Uh, so it was a community of companies in that case, and everybody was there. So uh, I think obviously these are our changemakers who are in social impact and technology. So they are on the leading edge of, right? Right. But uh, I guess, yes, for... I mean, it, it totally makes sense for everybody because, mm-hmm. again, it affects everybody. If we can all benefit from a place of awareness and conscious leadership of our lives in our company, etc., cetera, obviously, when the leaders attend, it has a direct impact on every lives that are re- connected to them and including the, the company, and it has a ripple effect that is far wider than an individual working at the company from an employee standpoint. But nevertheless, all are equal, right, in terms of impact. So uh, I I guess we're heading, and I was talking right now with a partner of ours, and we're we're putting together tools that will enable any person to really acquire really quick these processes so that they can apply them at scale, right? Meaning like you, where a thousand people can learn them very quickly mm-hmm. and therefore help the company to grow faster on their own journey towards their goal.
0: I mean, I can imagine the ripple effect that the work that you're doing is creating.
1: Sorry to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. the, this image comes to mind. It's like, you know, talking about a company, but it's the same for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have these all these little musicians, imagine a hundred or two hundred musicians, and they are all tuning in their instruments, and therefore it's a total cacophony. And when the director comes in, then it starts to become a song, right? And a beautiful one at that. and that's that's what's happening in companies. this is what what happens in our lives as well. What if we have that opportunity to uh, make that tuning faster and and where everybody is in coherence? Everybody, meaning everybody in a company or every aspect of ourselves, every eye we have uh, that is playing their own tune uh, or we're playing their own tune as in, in autopilot. And, uh, and now we have the opportunity to be just one So That would be amazing.
0: Yeah, that would be amazing. And I, love, I love the word harmony. And I use that word instead of balance with my mm. clients in particular. And when I'm teaching like a workshop or something, it's it, that this idea of creating balance is so misleading because if we work a full-time or, you know, something akin to full-time job, we're out of balance already. right we're already spending more of our waking time somewhere else and and the idea of harmony to me is so much more fluid and Mm -hmm. more i mean coming back to music melodic right there's 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 a cadence that can be any it can be fast or slow it can be whatever we need it to be but that it's not in disharmony that there's not like mm-hmm. you know i don't know I, I love that you use that word and it's something that really resonates with me and it's something that i really work to teach my clients to strive for to understand and to start shifting toward harmony rather than balance or you know agreement or whatever you know whatever words mm-hmm. you might be looking mm-hmm.
1: at the nice thing about balance is for a balance to exist there is an imbalance that needs to be known as well and If you see an imbalance there, it is because there is a a balance up there. If there is an imbalance, you know, in your work slash personal life, for instance, it is because there is a balance elsewhere where you, you feel satisfied with whichever imbalance you're looking at Mm -hmm. and the whole is a harmony. And as you were saying, balance will be more, feels more static while harmony means it feels more like a process, right? Mm-hmm. So and we are an ongoing process of of beingness uh, that is looking to become more of itself that's the whole goal that any human has and companies for that matter they, they we are all looking to be the best version of ourselves in one way or another right whichever mm-hmm. that is and uh, shine for that matter
0: and yes. this show, it feels so peaceful <laughs> right i mean there's going to be you know life and stuff and things going or on death. but I f- it feels like if people in the workplace if the leaders and teams can learn this and understand this about themselves striving for being their best selves but also as a unit being the best they can that requires that requires a lot of agreement and seeking understanding and you know of self and others and so i'm curious about like the framework in which you teach this so let's talk like in the in the context of a retreat so you just finished a retreat with 60 change makers in egypt correct Mm. Mm -hmm. so what you know without giving it all away like what kind of would the framework look like that you that you work with these people
1: Uh, i mean the, the framework or the way we operate is that we have ongoing workshops during the day, not all day. We're also going to visit temples and because they are amazing tools uh, for, for the work we're doing. Uh, but and we work also individually with some people uh, uh, we meet, you know, by chance, let's say it's on a boat. So it's kind of easy to meet them anyway. Uh, and. Uh, the, the biggest theme, I guess, is not only to work on specific words like presence or trust uh, or faith, etc. not from a religious standpoint, but how, what does that mean from an experiential standpoint? And then it is about balancing the feminine and the masculine energy of the group. Uh, not the jars, but, you know, we all hold both energies in ourselves and sometimes we have an imbalance of one that is may create resistances that we don't need from a business standpoint so in other words when we are we have a, an influx of too much masculine energy then you know we want to go and fight the world etc etc that creates the unnecessary resistances for the business to thrive and so you want to balance them to collaborate with the feminine and so things start to to unfold in easier way and that's what actually happened on that boat uh, during the stay uh, they, the projects at first were not able to synchronize between them they didn't know how much money they wanted to raise etc uh, they were looking at 6 million maybe and they ended up raising 60 million at the end of the of the retreat so it just unfolds. And so it's, we're not working on techniques to see how you can talk to someone else. That's not the point. The point is more finding the inner coherence aligned with the outer coherence of the group and by balancing them together, then it's the magic starts to happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it become it is natural to everybody. That's the thing. We are all at the very core of ourselves. We are that balance. We are that pure harmony. We forgot it, but it's there. So what if we can come back to it and be that, right? So if I am in a state of harmony and so you are, all of a sudden it's easy for us to match. It's easy for us to figure out whatever we need to figure out. Uh, or to fulfill a certain purpose together, uh, it, it's there is no more struggle or hustle to make it happen. It's just it comes on its own, and that's the beauty of it.
0: I mean, that sounds like you're describing flow. What what something?
1: it's flow. It, flow state, that's another right? word. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the group level,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and at the personal level. Yeah,
0: and at the personal level as well. I think something. Incredibly magical happens when there's you know three or more people who get into flow together, mm-hmm. right? You were saying they they originally thought they wanted to raise six million, they raised sixty million. That to me was like, ooh, a vortex of flow. Like that is just like everybody got into some energy field and mm-hmm. you know and left. And I do not understand quantum physics, but I understand you know that it's important <laughs> that it exists. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to teach it but i think but this is this is really fascinating to me also thinking like i'm coming up on 20 years of being out of corporate right and not having worked inside so you know some of my experience is older but i'm trying to wrap my head around businesses companies learning about balancing their masculine and feminine energies considering that by and large The business world is still quite male dominated. So I'm really curious about receptivity. And do you work with a particular kind of organization or is your marketing just in such a way that it speaks to the decision makers who are seeking something like this?
1: I guess at the moment, we're more, the receptiveness is probably more in the social impacts or technology sectors. Uh, because they are more open to innovation, in general, because that's where they live, right? Uh, now, yes, there may be, you know, if you were to talk to a real estate company, just not to pick on them, and again, some companies do need that masculine energy. It's not that everybody needs less or more masculine energy, and, and vice versa. Actually, you know, some some companies are too much in the feminine, therefore do not move forward that they're not able to actually uh, increase faster their, their revenue but i guess if a company sees struggling is struggling to really find an equilibrium between their capacity to grow and the overall happiness of their uh, their staff or their team and also consolidating that growth right over time then there may be something that I need to look into, and that is a way to do it. And we all say that culture is the important bit, and it is true. Below culture, beneath it is coherence. And that's what culture is looking to foster, that coherence. And above all that are the technicities of or technicalities of you know you do this in marketing and you get that result, et cetera, et cetera. That's the higher aspect of it. But it's the same as any individual. If we, we tend to repeat the same program again and again, in autopilot, why? Because there is a belief system that we are identifying to, and that makes us as because we are, we feel this is part of our identity, we're just being it, right? Makes sense. Not a problem. Until the moment where we want to stretch that wall, but we don't know where it is. And therefore it starts to create problems. The same applies to companies. So what if we can change our identity, meaning letting go of these stories that are hampering our, our space, our growth and our experience, and therefore feeling more balanced, more at peace with ourselves and thriving faster. That's the whole principle there because the whole universe or the whole world of yours and, you know, of the company is only wanting it to grow. There's no reason why not, right? but the limitations we put on on ourselves.
0: Do you find that your, your clients who come through end up achieving more like do they come in with a particular outcome in mind or is it looking to shift sort of create that shift in consciousness and then see what comes out of it
1: usually they come with a certain purpose and they end up finding that they were looking for something else Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but, but what we do see when i work with ceos is that their their revenue their their whole company is growing a lot faster when we work together. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it sure. makes sense, but right? It's out.
1: Yeah. Stuff. It happens one way to another. It's yeah. super fast.
0: Amazing. But
1: we touch on very small things. I, I was working with that CEO that, you know, we all have that issue of you know, I need to control everything. Not mm-hmm. all of us up to the same uh, level, obviously. But, and, but that was Hampering the capacity for the company to grow, you know, you know, company by itself with the team. Yeah. Unless the CEO is saying, no, this is mine. I don't. And, and not necessarily consciously, not necessarily in action either, right? Just yes. in his fear. In right. His energy fields. Uh, by the way, in quantum physics, one thing that exists, has been proven, is that this whole world is vibration.
0: Yeah.
1: We're talking about energy fields. So... Anything resonates with, it, with everything. So if the CEO expands that idea of I'm controlling my creation, which is uh, the case of that company, therefore the company does that, which means not growing. And so we found out through the method, okay, this is what's playing out right now. So let's you know, let go of it. We let go of it. And in the next few days, he started to sign nine-figure contracts. <laughs> that were stuck before yeah. because of that.
0: Because of yeah. his, the energy that he was putting out with the need to control. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. I, it makes a lot of sense. I think the more people wake up to this and, and I think because you can touch on the logic by saying this is science, this is not, I mean, some people in the land of woo might use woo and not t- touch it back to the science, but it's still science, right? So, you you take care of that logical piece and then you can get to the heart and you said something that i work on a lot with like my clients and probably have discussed on the podcast as well it's like when we're when we're talking about what we're delivering we're you know we're marketing the top the tip of the iceberg because this is what most people think that they want and need but what we actually deliver is really what's below the surface and we don't know that we really don't know that until we get to know one another, till we establish relationship, till there's trust, till you can start to move into those spaces. So I think it's beautiful that you're able to do this with companies, right? With entire teams. That's that's phenomenal. I mean, I think it's really important work. And I read something recently. I may have the statistic slightly wrong, but it takes about three to four percent of the population to create a shift in consciousness. And
1: yeah, that's, that too.
0: Yeah. And it sounds about right. You know, I've seen that in organizations, I've seen it, you know, in communities. So doing this work with these companies, and when you bring the groups of companies together on your retreats and doing this work together, the impact, because it's not just the company, it's also whoever their clients or customers might be. Mm -hmm. Every single person Whose life is touched by every single person who's been at those? I mean, it's just the the impact is massive. And so, you know, when you first said a billion people, I was like, "Whoa, that's going to take some time." It's like, actually,
1: maybe not. <laughs> you know, maybe
0: not. Right? I think I think Deepak Chopra talks about like if you every positive thought we think has the the capacity to impact up to twenty thousand people. So imagine if we can get ourselves into a field of potentiality and positive, you know, not toxic positivity, but, you know, good, good mm. feeling, the impact that we all can create on the world just by becoming happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Seems so strange, right? <laughs> but no, <laughs> it's such it's a good,
0: co- well, you know, and it kind of goes against the grain of capitalism, you know, the, the, the system of capitalism is really built on zero sum, like somebody's got to lose for everybody else to win, but but we can change that.
1: It is a concept. And And, I mean, if you look at nature, or if you look at how the world is built nowadays with the technology, there's a space for absolutely everybody. I mean, we all are unique. Everybody on this planet, every moment, a person is unique. There's no question about that. And any company is unique. All, even five real estate companies. I'm sorry about real estate. but
0: They're really, they're getting beaten up today.
1: (laughs) They they are all slightly different at the very location base or whatever. Yeah. So uh, it's not a zero sum at all. I mean, please prove me wrong, but I I, I, I don't see it
0: anymore. I think it's, it doesn't need to be and I, and i believe this is why we're seeing a lot of chaos because the change is happening i think pretty organically mm-hmm. and so you know my i had a guest on the show uh, a little while back um Ciela Hartonop so she she said something interesting to the effect of like one of the reasons we see like these sort of radical right wing uprisings and we see you know The old patriarchal design sort of starting to lift its head and rear and, you know, gnash its teeth and all of that is because it's threatened, right? And that's a good, that's a good sign, right? Sometimes we need to go through chaos in order to get to the good stuff. And so we see things, you know, a global pandemic, for example, that was super incredibly chaotic and there are good things that have come out of it right? Yeah. or awareness yeah. of how our healthcare systems are are compromised and, you know, where they're lacking and where they're really good, right? And um, so we get to see, I think, more clearly when we go through huge disruption. Right. So, yeah, so I agree with you, um, you know, from an economic standpoint, I, I think that we could shift the model and those of us who are entrepreneurs who are service-based are doing that, right? Many of us do this transformational work, because we're focused on stakeholders rather than shareholders. And so there's just a different, we're still, we can still make money. We can make tons of money and there's still enough, right? We just need to look at it differently and come through, I think, from a different perspective.
1: Yeah. And even from a only financial standpoint, the, the, the amount of money that uh, circulates in these worlds nowadays uh, on a minute by minute basis is staggering. Yeah. So. It's just that it hasn't been allocated or I mean, there are right. many aspects, but right. the bottom line is as long as your belief is one of scarcity, it shall be so mm-hmm. all the time. The moment you start choosing otherwise, then it has the opportunity to change. Before mm-hmm. that, there's no need of that potential to express itself because it's not a potential event, doesn't exist in that world. Right. So well, what is the choice that we're making? Mm-hmm. One of the things that quantum physics teaches us is that the observer defines the, the, the state of the quantum, which is, in other words, the belief system that I was just expressing defines, uh, whatever is going to happen in your reality, because it's a vibrational world. And therefore whatever you resonate with
0: mm-hmm.
1: is there in front of you so that you can have the contrast. The necessary contrast so that you can choose otherwise, if you want, if you choose to. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we usually don't because it feels so easy not to have to do anything else. But to right. live that as a victim or etc., we don't have to.
0: Yeah. What would you say for someone who has, say, you know, generational trauma or who comes from a marginalized group who's like, you know what, I want to change things. but I just, I don't know how. I feel like the cards are stacked against me or, or
1: yeah, something and, along those things. It's obviously not easy uh, mm-hmm. because, because of the intensity of the overall environment, let's put that way: layout of one's life. The first thing is to start listening intently to one's heart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's there for, I mean, we all have a heart, right? Technically. <laughs> and it is there and it talks to us all the time. What if we pause for a while and we start just lending a, an ear to it through meditation, through walking in the nature, through and feeling that intuition of ours and see maybe she's telling us to go right or go left or do this or that. That is already an amazing step. Mm-hmm. Then the next one is to actually take a step in that direction. Right. Uh, And, and, you know, your heart won't ever lead you astray Mm. because it loves you. That's the very notion of the heart, right? Yeah. Uh, Mind may have other agendas, you know, these musicians that we're talking about, and some may not have exactly the the right uh, purpose, but, uh, Yeah, just listen to your inner music. In other words, Mm. it's there. So how do I do that? Well, finding silence and peace, even within the context we are in, in the end, if I focus on this physical body in this instant, I'm just talking about this moment and in that space, and I'm just abstracting myself from the rest. I have the capacity to be in silence. I mean, we all have, unless we're, I don't know, in front of an airplane or something. Yes, but...
0: White noise. Yes,
1: exactly. Right. So, and and just starting to listen, and it's not a listening with our ears, but more with with it, right? And Mm -hmm. what emerges, we don't know. It may feel bizarre at first, but it's okay, why not? Mm -hmm. Let's try. I mean, Maybe you can't do worse anyway, right? right. So that may be a good first step. Life is there to help us all the time, mm-hmm. and to nurture us and support us. What if it could be the case? Maybe it's worth a try and, and to play with it and experience it. And maybe just it first, yeah. then go normal and then a bigger one, et cetera.
0: Well, I think that's, that's, that's just it right it's like well why not right like why not there's questions that i often ask when i'm especially if i'm resisting something Mm -hmm. you know why why do i want to do this thing or why do i not want to do this thing why not why not now (laughs) right or why not me and then why not now and even if i'm in a terrible mood and playing devil's advocate, I yank myself out into possibility because it's like, well, why not me? I mean, mm. why, why not me and why, you know, Joe over here who's got different capacity than I do or whatever. And there's always there's always enough. And that's hard to, like, reconcile, I think. Right. Sometimes we need to not be logical, but to trust that there is enough. We have a lot of waste in the world. So definitely there's enough because there's people going without and yet we waste, right? So we just, like you were saying earlier, there's just a matter of whether it's food or money or resources or whatever, it's about distribution and allocation. And I think coming out of scarcity on both sides for those who have and those who do not currently have uh, can really shift that because we won't feel the need to hoard resources if we understand that there's always enough yeah yeah, interesting yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, my wheels are turning a lot. I mean what a what a wonderful conversation. I love the work that you're doing. Um, I would love at this point to ask for you to like tell our listeners how they can find you because I'm guessing <laughs> a good number of people are now going to be very interested in learning more.
1: Thank you so much the, the our website is tapuatapuat.com. It's a Hopi word that means uh, eternal rebirth. And um, and it, they can have access to a big part of the Heartful Method uh, for free on uh, tapwet.com slash harmony. Uh, so our, yeah. our keyword of the day. Uh, yes. and, uh, and so there, yeah, it's, uh, it's four workshops that they have access to if they want to.
0: Excellent. We'll provide all of those links in the show notes. That'd be easily easily accessed. Wonderful. Well, before we wrap up, I would love to ask if you have any parting advice for our listeners and you know entrepreneurs, people who are looking at maybe making some changes in their lives in one way or another.
1: Well, to continue on what we were saying earlier and, uh, and to finish it up, yeah, the first step is listening to your part, as I mentioned earlier. And then the second is making a choice You know whatever the choice you have to make and it always boils down to two possibilities whether you are driven by fear or by love whether you choose fear or love in that choice and you know even if it's a business choice or even if it doesn't seem to be related to that but it always is the case always so uh, recognize who you are in that moment are you in that space of fear or love of yourself, of the others, et cetera. And then from there, choose which path seems the lightest one. Usually I would choose expansion and love, but you know, it's again, it's a choice mm-hmm. to be made.
0: Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Well, I have so enjoyed our time together. Thank you so Thank much you. For, for coming on today. And, and uh, you know, if we can support you in any way, we absolutely will. But I'm just thrilled to share this conversation with our listeners.
1: Let's reach 1 billion people together. <laughs>
0: Done. i <laughs> shaking <Awesome>. hands. <laughs>
1: thank you. Wonderful.
0: Well, thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. As you know, reviews are what help your fellow entrepreneurs find the right podcasts for them. So please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. If you are a medical practice owner and you're struggling with overwhelm from the daily business operations and decisions and trying to manage your time and all that juggling, schedule a talk with me by visiting my website at tracycherpesky.com forward slash medical hyphen practices. Link is in the show notes. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.